Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we are talking about episode 16 of season 3 of Buffy, Doppelgangland. All right, let's head into the library. Oh man, I am excited to talk about this episode. Yes. Maybe, maybe the best episode. You were of saying Buffy the best. Yeah, you were saying you think it's the best episode. I think upon rewatch of all of it, even though it's one that is not, it's listed as one of like the great comedy episodes regularly, but I think it is absolutely one of the top six episodes of Buffy ever. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And I didn't realize it until this time through. Yeah. I was, like, laughing so constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's also just a great Allison Hannigan episode. Mm -hmm. It's written and directed by Joss. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's a JJ episode. Not Abrams, just Joss (laughs) and Joss. Joss and Joss. Joss and Joss. So before we hop into uh, discussing everything that we love about this episode... Maybe you popped into a parallel universe of some sort, or maybe you have to go get a corset fitting. Uh, any of these things could have happened. <laughs> we don't want you to feel bad at all or put this on pause. What we're going to do is we're going to quickly catch you up on what happened in this episode. Chris is going to give you a cram session where he's going to describe it in five super easy vampire telling sentences. So, Chris, take it away. With midterms or finals or some sort of important test approaching, Snyder tasks slash forces Willow to have to tutor Percy, an idiot jock who's terrible at all academia, and says that if she doesn't do it, there will be consequences, which wouldn't be so awful if it wasn't coupled with every single person in school coming up to old reliable Willow and asking her slash diminishing her importance while they ask for her academic help. One. Fed up at being considered old reliable, Willow hops at the chance for uh, student Anya to engage with her in a spell that she wants to do, but little to Willow's knowledge does she know that Anya is a vengeance demon who is trying to trick Willow into helping her retrieve her amulet from the alternate vampire-ridden Sunnydale, which, um, where a previous episode contained Vampire Willow, Xander, and all those people. And what happens is that the spell goes awry, and rather than summoning Anya's amulet, they accidentally summon Vampire Willow. Two. Vampire Willow quickly realizes that this is not her dimension, and the Scooby Gang quickly recognizes that Willow is a vampire and that can't be right, but soon they discover that actually Willow is alive and that something strange and mystical must be on, which reaches a serious apex when Vampire Willow decides to gather a gang of vampires and to take over the bronze. Three. Vampire Willow uh, leaves the bronze (laughs) and ends up captured by the Buffy gang where they change clothes with her and have Willow go undercover as Vampire Willow into the bronze in order to lure the vampire uh, sidekicks out one by one where the Slayer gets to kill them 
But it all gets crazy when one sidekick decides he just wants to start killing. So Buffy and Angel come in and start whooping ass left and right, and they save everybody in the bronze. Four. Um, having resolved things rather peaceably, Willow herself does not want to kill Vampire Willow, who she has grown affection for, and they cre- they do a spell that's sends her back to her own dimension right in the moment where Oz stakes her and dusts her. Five. Great. Super efficient, super efficient crime session there. Thank you. Oh, and I forgot that uh, Vampire Willow kicks Percy's ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he quickly is like, he's like quickly, he wrote... um, Two different outlines for both President Roosevelt's. Yeah. And gives Willow an apple. (laughs) And then does this like amazing like jump... Yeah. As he's, like, running off. Yeah. That's, like, the most, the part that, like, kind of makes me become affectionate to Percy is when he does that little, like, leap. Yeah. That's a great leap. Uh, Right off the bat, I just gotta say, I remember watching this episode and it blowing my mind. This is the first time watching a show and seeing how they laid out elements that they would later bring back and have fun with. Where it works so perfectly of pulling Mm -hmm. Willow back from that, like, pocket universe. Mm -hmm. And as as a kid, I was just like, this is... The best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I adore it. And I one thing I love about this episode, beyond the, I, I mean, my favorite thing about the episode is just that the dialogue is just so perfect mm-hmm. and specific. And that's why it's it's Whedon. All episodes have Whedon's fingerprints on it. But I think <laughs> the moment that made me laugh the loudest was um, when Willow and Percy are having their powerful traits described mm-hmm. to them by Snyder. And Willow's like, you, you want us to breed? <laughs> <laughs> but... I also have this weird de Hoffren obsession that I've had even since high school. I actually brought my little bust of de Hoffren out. He's actually right next to the mic right now. I'll do a little... <laughs> if you heard that, that was de Hoffren's nose. I don't know why I decided to become obsessed with that character. I think it's because Anya's my favorite character, and I think that this is the first episode where she actually is Anya. Like, in the first one, she's sort of Anya, but she's mostly Anyanka, and then her human persona is just kind of a conduit to showing you... Uh, Anyanka, whereas that first scene between De Hoffren and um, Anya, where she complains about how she's flunking math, which is just amazing. Um, but I went on to, I had a screen name for a while that was De Hoffren Avenger. Um, I don't know why it was. I think it's because he was this random, obscure kind of comedic character that was connected to Anya and the fact uh-huh. that he spelled like D apostrophe H. Like De Hoffren is just such a ridiculous demon name, mm-hmm. and he's actually not named De Hoffren. He's not called De Hoffren in this episode. They never actually hear that name aloud, but he is De Hoffren, Lord of Arash Mahar. Uh, and so I'm so happy that he made his first appearance. Yeah. Yeah. You, I was with you when you drunkenly screamed at someone who was wearing a De Hoffren mask and didn't know it at Halloween. Oh, yeah. I think that was our first Halloween when you were uh, the the 99% Harry Potter, right? Oh, yeah. I was Occupy, Occupy, Hog- Occupy Gringotts Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, my God. And the guy had the De Hoffren mask, and I was furious that yeah. he didn't know what it was. You were, like, mad, yeah. and he was scared. <laughs> <laughs> also, you were just, like, a 99%er, so. Yeah, exactly. Occupy. It was in. Occupy was... movement. People were also just, like, not into it. Mm-hmm. I have, like, two favorite parts in this episode. One of them is the fact that it's, like, Willow doesn't want them to kill Vampire Willow and you think it's going to be like mm-hmm. this nice happy ending and they send her back and then she just immediately gets staked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. And by Oz, who she kind of actually knows now. Yeah. 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 I also love Willow's return into the bronze where she signals Oz. But then yeah, they just, just, just the that guy's been gone for a while. Why yeah, don't you go, go check, check on, on him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just listen. It's so good. It's mm. so yeah. funny. I think it's, I think it's the comedic strongest episode of this season. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a heavy Willow episode. Yeah. And, you know, it's where she Willow's affection for the dark arts becomes. It's the first time that it's like very present. But it kind of comes to define her in this. And yeah. I love that Anya's spell is like, where she's like, that was a little too, too that, that art was a little too dark for me. Yeah. Because Anya's just like, oh, come on, you child. Mm-hmm. Man, Anya's so awesome. Well, also, okay, so this episode question uh, answered a question that I have a lot about, like, the bronze and, like, drinking at the bronze. Like, what is the age? Is everyone just drinking underage? Mm-hmm. Where she goes to order the beer. Yeah. And they're like, ID, please. And she's like... Which is like, I'm like 11,000 years old or like however old she yeah, is. 11, 1120, like, I believe. Yeah, it's like, ID, please. And she's like, I'll just have a Coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which also leads to another question. Did Anya at that moment decide to try to get a license? Oh. I don't know. I feel like it'd be more complicated. She doesn't have any form of identity. I know. Yeah. Although, what do you have to do with the DNA? It's been so I long. I mean, just in order to get a license like that, like you have to obviously do, like if it's a driver's license, you have to do the written driver's test and physical test if it's your first time. If you're transferring, you have to just do the written again. I know uh-huh. this because I have three different licenses in three different states. Um, and I, I don't know where my California license is right now. What? Like, what? I think I lost it at Comic Con. It's oh, fine. Uh, so I've been using my mask one. It's fine. And they're um, all active? No, they like whole punch it, but you can still oh, use okay. it if, I mean, I don't drive. So oh, I'm yeah. just like, oh, I would like alcohol, please. Okay, great. Here's this fake looking ID. <laughs> it has its whole punch. <laughs> my, whatever. Um, but uh, it's fine. Uh, but you need some sort of like identification to show to get the new identification. So it's usually like if you're transferring a driver's license, it's an old driver's license. But if you don't want have one at all, you probably need like a passport or um, social security uh-huh. or some sort of license with your photo on it. Because usually like when you're applying for jobs and stuff, it's like driver's license and social or passport. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have a license, it's got to be. I remember seeing on Twitter recently, not to get dive super deep into politics, but someone was like, can you explain to me, like, why it's a big deal that, like, some places are asking for, like, ID to vote? Like, don't, doesn't everyone have an ID? And then all the responses, and later she was like, thank you for informing me, but all the responses were like, you are so privileged. That is a very difficult thing to do unless, like, you're in a very, like, comfy middle class, like, (laughs) situation where you're able to just drive over with your birth certificate if you have it, you know? (laughs) In, like, a fireproof box that your parents, like, prepared for you. So. Getting ID is tough. Do you guys think that demons, like, should Anya vote? Um, Well, not yet, because she's, well, no. Because she's not a student. Well, she could register. Well, yeah, she she would have to be 18, at least. But she is, right? She probably is 18. (laughs) I don't think I would trust Anya's voting. I mean, she's. But it's not up to us. She could probably register for a mail-in ballot. Yeah. She can get a provisional. A provisional voting? Provisional ballot? Yeah. What? That's what I had to do, a provisional ballot. What's a provisional ballot? Where, like, they're not going to count it then, but they'll count it later. What? What? what is it is this real? Yeah. Why do you have to do that? What is because that? Why do you just count my, it? my polling station was like, despite you having registered, you weren't registered at this polling station. And I was like, I should be. I just did a mail-in. What? That's what you should just do a mail-in. Yeah. But actually, I wonder if they, I'm assuming they counted it. But. I don't know. 
That's so weird. As long as they count them in November. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But this is great. It's an Anya episode. It's a Willow episode. Great Willow episode. A double Willow. Yeah. This episode makes me think of you, Holland, to be totally honest. But maybe it's because you're kind of dressed up like Willow today. Oh, like a 90s witch. Yeah. Yeah. 90s witch wife. Well, I relate to Willow a lot because I was, I mean, I was always that kid growing up and I still kind of am that kid where I did really well in school. I did my homework. I studied. Um... I never necessarily did anyone else's homework, but when I did group projects, I always did the grunt of the work. Um, I was always... The grunt of the work or the brunt of the work? The brunt of... Why can't... You did the grunt of the work? You just... uh, It was calling me out for everything I said. You haven't written anything. I know, but I'm feeling it. (laughs) The grunting, the brunt of the work. Um, Clearly very intelligent. Um, It's the second time. The other one was in the last podcast. Um, But yeah, I relate to kind of being that person that people kind of like go to and expect to get things done I mean even out here like I just do a lot of stuff and it's cool because like people come to me and like when I wasn't working like I always kind of like had random stuff that I can pick up and people like think of me and recommend me for stuff which is great but I do I don't know I do relate to kind of like having that people just like expect you to be around and mm-hmm. expect you to be for there for them and do stuff for them to be all reliable. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It sucks. Cause I get into these situations with like friendships with people where I'm just kind of like, all right, fine. Like I will continue to do this for you. But like, I feel like you don't have my best interest in mind, but mm-hmm. like it works for you, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I totally relate to Willow in that sense where I, I don't know. If you had a doppelganger Holland Farkas, how would you dress? Sluttier, probably. Um, I'm going to be honest. Um, That's a fair answer. But I, I don't like know. No, but I don't know what the opposite would be because I dress kind of like... I dress kind of like I'm like this grungy punk 90s kid, but only sometimes. Yeah, you already you already dress pretty badass. But it's so I'm like, to figure out but, what it, but I haven't gone full. So it's like it's You're either like Willow and Willow Willow. So yeah, it's possibly saying, yeah. it's possibly the flip of it. Would I would just be like really kind of like preppy skanky? Ooh, like Sarah Michelle Gellar in um, Cruel, Intentions. Cruel Intentions. But she's not even like necessarily like preppy preppy. She's still kind of like an edgy preppy. Would you have the cross with the cocaine brown. though? Oh, that would be so. Probably, because I don't, I don't do cocaine, but doppelganger Holland would probably do cocaine, um, because I don't, and that's how that works. Um, we really want to underline Holland don't do, do cocaine. Don't do cocaine. Um, do you say do cocaine? I feel like this is... I think we've already answered that question of... <laughs> that shows how much... I don't I'm think we need like, to convince anyone more of your drug habits if we had to ask these questions. Do cocaine. Um, you, you bubble it. <laughs> What's yep. your doppelganger? Uh-huh. I think it would probably be... Uh, how I dressed freshman year of high school, but like actually committed to it, where like either a faded denim jacket or pretty much like an evil John Mellencamp, <laughs> <laughs> like long hair, like long ratty hair, weirdly unshaven, and st- <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to phrase this without being oddly offensive. Uh, st- someone who, so my impression was like this is what's really cool and like people will think is like confident and attractive 
And I, what I didn't realize was that, yeah, if you're a muscular white dude <laughs> in the 2000s, absolutely. But I was like this gangly brown kid <laughs> whose like facial hair did not work at all. <laughs> and so if you look like you're dying, then it doesn't really <laughs> play <laughs> off where someone's like, all right, we're going to take you to a methadone clinic uh, <laughs> to get you cleaned up, pal. That's how I looked <laughs> at the time. But I, that's, I dressed uh, like with like these like torn up Pink Floyd shirts and stuff like that and like a leather jacket that was like a size way too big for me. Nice. So kind of like uh, the costuming department like for the Zeppo was like, what about this? And they were like, no, that's <laughs> not a good costume. That's what I would wear. And I, yeah, and I'd honestly probably carry a knife because there was like a little while in college when like I had like a pocket knife and I was like, if I get in a fight, I better have a knife. Whoa. And a week later, I was like, I'm not really going to get in a fight. And also, I'm not going to carry you a knife. Use the knife. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, like, I'm not going to use the knife on anything. Because you can't unstab somebody. You can't unstab somebody. You know, my brother got stabbed in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, you told me that story. Yeah, yeah. And then he had a whole charity event that was dedicated to him, Wheels for Wasabi. He was like a, a, like a hero of the island. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you this. Yeah, he had like a whole thing. Like he got stabbed and like there was helicopters. I knew that he was stabbed. I didn't yeah. know he had a charity event and yeah. was a hero of the island. Like when I like went to go visit him and he'd walk around, people would be like, Wasabi. They just know him from the news. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they know him from the news of when he got stabbed. I mean he's very traumatized by it, but oh, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, and then shortly afterwards, my uh, youngest brother got hit by a car. Oh, my God, really? Around. Yeah, and then my parents were like, what's going to happen to you? And I was like, I moved to L.A. Huh. <laughs> it's already happened. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the emotional damage. Day. Yeah, an alarming amount of people that have been hit by cars. Yeah, we need to... Be you know that whole thing of like when they're like self-driving cars, uh-oh, one person got like hurt. It's like... Mm. So many people get hurt well, the by person, non-self-driving the cars a who, day. Who died in like the Tesla was mm-hmm. a dude who was he was being super reckless. He was driving like 120 on like like So it was him driving? No, no, no. He like he wasn't driving, but the car was going. Like he basically I forget what his name is, but someone was telling me that like he and I'm probably mixing up a lot of these facts, but he was kind of known for being like a like a speedy driver, a reckless driver. Like that was a thing he did. Like yeah. he was like a Thrill seeking okay. dude, oh, like okay. he's done this before, so he was adrenaline jockey. He's yeah. a danger boy. So he's a he's, danger he's, boy. He was a danger boy. So he's in a self driving car that's going like one twenty or something, and he's like being an asshole about it, and like, and he died. And I was like, okay. jeez, God, that's tragic. Yeah, but it's like, it's like if someone like, because you like you hear someone dies in a self driving car, and you're like, oh no, they were going to the grocery store, and it was this old woman, and the car crashed, and but it's mm-hmm. like no, it was like this asshole not, dude mm-hmm. who probably would have died doing something else which like not like he should have died yeah but we want to be very clear that we don't two <laughs> things one on holland doesn't do cocaine <laughs> and two we do not condone the deaths <laughs> of people <laughs> um yeah but also we- i feel like doppelganger me would be a lot more confident yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be real here but do you think they'd be mine like, too confident do you guys think that your doppelgangers would be confident and terms of like actual confidence like then you just be super chill or it would be like you compensate for that you more compensate for the lack of confidence does that make sense does it do you get yeah. what i'm saying yeah well yeah because it's a lot of people that are quote-unquote confident are just compensating for the fact that they're not confident. like some people aren't like but i can't even yeah. do that though because like i'm like not confident and i can't even compensate for my lack of confidence i'm just honest about how uh-huh. not confident i am so i would hope the doppelganger me was just 
I don't know. Is anyone actually confident? Is it all a lie? That's a good question. Uh, and the answer to that is, yeah. I think, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, Barack like, Obama. <laughs> yeah, I think he's very confident. He's so great. I think, But you know who I think is more confident than Barack? Michelle. Yeah, oh. Right. She's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would be a, like, a, I feel like I'd be, like, a like a Washington, D.C. politician. My, Ooh. like, my doppelganger is, like, you clean like cut. skull and bones yeah. secret guy who's just like, yeah. Like society Aaron guy. Eckhart before he becomes Two-Face. Exactly. Ooh, or What's just Aaron Eckhart in real life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I would be like that. Big fans of Aaron Eckhart. He's great. Uh, I'd be like what Paul Ryan thinks he maybe is. Like Joel, maybe like... <laughs> oh. I think like Joel McHale, but like more a serious... Like Joel McHale like playing a serious role. Yeah, I guess. Whatever that was. Um... <laughs> That was a weird... He was supposed to be, like, Dr- Matt Drudge or whatever from the yeah. Drudge Report. Oh, was it? It was weird. But it's weird, because he starts to do okay. a monologue, and then Mulder's just like, that's not how you monologue. Let me do the monologue. And then Mulder does it better, and I was like, yeah, just yeah. do let Mulder do the monologues. Mm. And what a weird the choice Mulder- to have. Mulder logs? Mulder logs. <laughs> that's what they're called. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, why'd you uh, call the plumber here today? Oh, he had to clean up the Mulder logs. <laughs> Sorry, Gross. <laughs> Or was it? Who even knows what that meant? Was I, it even audible? Was it even <laughs> enunciated clearly enough for you to hear it? <laughs> Weird. So you guys would be more confident? Oh, yeah. I think I'd just be mean. I'd be, like, mean and, uh, yeah, I'd just be... Although I'm Who kind of... I be? can be mean yeah. already. So That's the hardest part about this yeah. is, like, since we're real people and not, like, TV characters, like, yeah. we have these different facets of our personality, and I'm like, I'm normally a sweet person, but I also can be, like, a super bitch, so it's, like... Which... I would read that comic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Omar, you'd be, like, a big game hunter. Oh, that would be an evil oh, version of me, because I hate hunters. Yeah. yeah. I hate hunters. Yeah, I feel like you would be, like, collecting ivory tusks. Yeah, you know what? That's totally it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not, like... I have, like, a weird thing where I'm not 100% anti-gun because... I can see myself at some point in some alternative timeline, or maybe even this one, hunting hunters. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, I see pictures of, like... Who hunts the hunters? Was, Dexter. I, definitely doppelganger me, because mm. we'll just, like, go... Yeah, like a Dexter sort of thing. Where, like, I see, like, these pictures hunting of, like, the big season. game hunters, especially with... Is not to get movie? super... What, which one is it? Is there a movie called Hunting Season, where a guy hunts hunters? I think it's... Horror movie? There's a Hunting there's Season a movie, called movie hunting but I think season. it's about an animated moose. I don't think it's about... I hope he gets that okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tragic. It's about funerals. Uh, so go on. You were you were landing on something. Uh, I don't want to. Sp- well, okay. No, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, because we're all being honest, now. right? Yeah, I'm too deep, deep now. But like, there's like Samantha B was like sh- like just pumping out pictures of like Trump's son Eric, whatever his name. Oh. I hate the fact that I even know what his name is because <laughs> they're not an important family. They're not scientists or pushing the anything in any direction. They're the worst. Uh, <laughs> But that's how we feel. <laughs> I think I feel like you and I were pretty transparent about our politics of the last Hamiltons. Was just, I was ain't brave never gonna be president now, and then you're walking with around a with a picture of Trump. Yeah, um, I, 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 yep. However you feel about politics and however you vote, I, as an American to another American, I respect uh, people's political opinions. You know, and I want to hear them because I feel like everyone's political opinions are important. And casting out someone because they don't agree with you, I think is a, a gross direction that society's going in. Um, with that said, this is mine. <laughs> so I just wanted to quickly get that out there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I like seeing those pictures, like, oh my, I, I didn't want to cry because I didn't want <laughs> Eric to 
have that much emotional influence over me. But seeing just all these carcasses of just these dudes smiling with guns and like, we like shot down like this giant animal. Yeah, of course you did. That's not an achievement. Like if I hit like a building with a car and got out and was like, look at all the damage I did. I wouldn't be proud of it. Like that's not something that like is, <laughs> is a great thing that I did. Yeah. Uh, and so I can see myself uh, doppelganger version just going one step further and probably hunting poachers. <laughs> I'm just doing that and feeling pretty damn good about it. I feel like doppelganger me would be a Kardashian. Ooh. Ooh. We're talking about famous Kim? families that shouldn't be famous. Maybe like Chloe or okay, like yeah. uh, Kim. Don't sell yourself short. Go for Kim. I, that's <laughs> the problem. Just, All right. I but she's just go. under the. If I'm going Kardashian, I gotta go Kim Kardashian. In Maybe. That new, in that new weird wolves video that's like a Louis Vuitton ad. I don't, I don't really hate know. the Kardashians. Is this something to necessarily hate about them? Have they? Are they like? Are they? No, Trump? They get. I, they, no, no, they're not Trumps. Right. And I think no, that people need to. Right. Treat the problem them. is, I'm. They're not. It's bad something people. that I try and get over, but there is part of me that is like, because you hear about like those girls who hate girls, and it's like I never want to be that way because I do identify as a feminist and I want to mm-hmm. be very respectful towards all women. But then it's very hard because then there are certain women where you're just like, oh, but fuck that person. And I'm just like, oh, no, I said that. Oh, no, I shouldn't feel that way. Oh, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just do. Is it society? Is it me? Ah, oh, God damn it. And you then you are Diane from BoJack. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be your... No, that's not your doppelganger. That's no. just literally you. I, uh, I stand up for Kim and because I feel like... The hate that gets thrown at Kim is is pretty unwarranted because it's like most of it is through sexual shame. That's what it. Yeah, that's. I it's don't just like. This like weird... I'm not trying to shame her sexually or slut shame mm-hmm. her. I just yeah. like I have this problem with people that are famous for no reason. Yeah. yeah. For being personalities, yeah. when I'm not like I'm not working in this industry to get famous, but like if I can't get. Like, if I'm not going to get acknowledged for just, like, the work I put in on stuff, or it's, like, if I know people that are, like, actresses or talent that are just, like, very good at what they they do and working very hard and are not getting the recognition they need, and then there's people getting recognition for doing, like, nothing. Like, I I think it's, no, it's, like, yeah, because Johnny Conkren, I think so, but it's, like... It's one of those things also, where Caitlyn was like an Olympian, but it's right? like I also I also was she really? I had no idea. Caitlyn Jenner, when yeah. when she was Bruce Jenner was an Olympian, like an amazing Olympian. Oh wait, yeah. no, and, I didn't know that. And she's connected to the Kardashians. By yeah, married, married was married to. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. still is right. Yeah. I don't keep up with. I, I literally don't keep up with the show. Keeping um, up the <laughs> I, think, I keep I up think, with the Kardashians no. and what they've done. I itself. think ultimately, I have a way with. I, have an, I think I have an issue with how fame works and how "quote unquote" journalism works, and I think that is my major issue. And I think they are just. I don't think it's necessarily the Kardashians' fault. It's I more of a societal. Are, I think it's a more of a societal. Like mm-hmm. this is not fame should not be this. Like people, the people who are famous. I just think fame is an issue. Yeah. And I think uh, just recognition in general. You know what? I think, yeah, you know, I see what you're saying. And I see how that can be an issue, and and maybe it's uh, not the best to attack certain humans about it, but it is something to talk about because, like, I feel like I live in such a bubble where, in my mind, I'm like, everyone knows that yesterday, again, we're recording this the same Saturday we recorded the previous episode with Neil McNeil, but I was like, yesterday, everyone knows that that was the Mars Lander Rover's birthday. 
Everyone knows it's Curiosity's birthday. Because in my mind, that's the case, where everyone mm-hmm. is just like that. But, like, every so often something will pop up on Twitter where a bunch of people will, like, freak out about something, and I'll be like, oh, that's right. My view of the world is so tiny. Yeah. I don't see, like, what other harm could be doing by other forces. So I guess in my narrow view of the world, they're not the worst, but I can see how that's maybe not pushing the best ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just wish that they were all more activists. I can see that. That it's like, if you're in a position of... Power and influence. Power and influence, you should be a philanthropist. Yeah. Fact. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, then it means that your perspective is skewed. And it's like, with Kanye, who I really liked for a while, but now I feel like he's just gone off the artistic deep end. Like, I don't even really like his new music, and I really like his old stuff, and I know that his public persona is, is really negative. Um, but I feel as though with Kim and Kanye, they could be doing a better thing for society, but I guess I don't despond. I'm not like, cause I feel like the reason I've kind of softened on the Kardashians is cause it's like, yes, she didn't really necessarily have any reason to become famous besides that it was like her dad was one of the OJ lawyers. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? And then there were, but what happened? And then she had a sex tape. And then she had the sex yeah. tape with Ray, with, uh, with Ray with, Romano. Just kidding. Ray Romano. Spread that yeah. That's with not Ray, Ray. Ray Romano. Who, He's a lovely man. Who put out a Family song. Man. Yeah. Who put out a song called I hit it first. That was a anti Kanye rap song. Wow. Isn't, isn't that so grim? That's, See, that stuff is really ugly, and so that's bad. where that yeah. stupid stuff comes yeah. out. So yeah. in that sense, like, once I hit it first, came out, and stuff like that, and all I saw this stuff about anti-Kim on, on the internet, and, like, all, like, when she put out that magazine and was, like, yeah. nude in it. Oh, and paste? It, yeah, it no, was, like, was, there like, was so was much negativity. It was great, yeah. and it was, like, you know what? I'm, I'm on... I'm on Team Kim Kardashian now. Not because I think that she is a good person. Is I don't I don't that's not for me to but say. But it's also really. hard because like grant like if you look at her, like she's kind of a good she's a good role model. I mean, she's gotten a lot of plastic surgery, but as far as like body image goes too, mm-hmm. because she's not like a fucking twig like every right. other like yeah. woman that you're supposed to look up to. Like she has a figure and like she has curves and like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like from that point of view and like she's not like white. Like it's like these are other things that you could be like yeah. focusing on. She became I mean, she's a fashion like, icon. It's that yeah. whole matrix, right, of yeah. different... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a complicated conversation, which is what it should be. People try to simplify it, I think. That's where we are into problems. My... This is not the best thing, and I probably shouldn't necessarily say this on a podcast, like this, this one especially of all, but something that I've um, recently <laughs> found is the fun paradox. I, I, for some reason, I've been looped into like the Meninist movement, not in terms of being a participant. Omar is a yeah, just like, but let's, let's, a Mennonite? Like, yeah, let's just do a, a reboot of Buffy with all guys. Come on. <laughs> That'd be the best. As I said it, those words made me throw up. Uh, Omar but, just threw up on our microphone. Yeah, sorry. So if this is a little muddled and smells kind of like... That's, we don't need to get into high those sea, details. <laughs> I drank a lot of high C right before <laughs> recording. He loves the Ghostbusters. But one thing that I... <laughs> Uh, one thing that I uh, find amusing is when you have like the, the women Meninists and they're like, I don't need feminism. And it's like, wow, that's a really feminist stance. No, I don't need it. That's great. And the fact that you're able to celebrate your opinion is a wonderful byproduct of feminism. No, that's not what I want. Again, amazing feminist stance. You are a feminist icon for standing up and saying that you don't need to. And like, mm-hmm. just that cycle of just like, the words you're saying don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Meninist, eesh. Yeah, it's a. It I didn't realize I was a feminist until Joss 
Because I didn't realize you could be a fe- as a as a youth, I didn't realize you could be a feminist as a man. Mm-hmm. And he was the first person that told who was like, no, you can. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but uh, he was he was my gateway to understanding how all I of that. Most but even, no, but, all same like, people are. But even <laughs> no, but even I, like as a woman, did not identify as a feminist until college because really? I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. Like I was already that way, and I already like. But when you hear the word feminist, there is that connotation where it's like you hate, like it's like the man hating feminist and like you don't want to upset anyone and you don't want people to think that like you're this crazy bitch. And like so much of it is like it's like a self-preservation Which is thing. crazy, yeah. But, yeah, but once you like realize that like that's not what feminism is. Right. Um, feminism is like equality for everyone in all genders and women got fucked over basically. Um, yeah, women have a so it's great like, reason to be angry. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a very natural but it's like, that's response. Not, like you're not taught it, like I wasn't really like taught it, taught it until college. Mm-hmm. It's not something that necessarily like comes up. Yeah. Necessarily, you know? My main kind of, a, the deepest exploration I had of it was almost just kind of in all the mother goddess stuff. Mm-hmm. Was it was like I had this class that was all about Kind of like how back in the day, like in all the pagan, early and earlier pagan worship mm-hmm. cults and stuff like that, it was just like, that's what you did. Yeah. You worshipped the mother. Yeah. And then it was like, essentially through the age of Christianity where the where women were demonized. Yeah. Or even in Western, uh, it was with Pandora. It was with... Um, the theogen, yeah, the theogony, I, yeah, and the works I, and days. I think it's like those these reinterpretations and retellings. I mean, it's hard for me to say because I'm not an expert, but like also I know that like I was really into this in high school of like reading about how Mary Magdalene was like reframed later on, and the same with Eve too, where there's yeah, like, that's Eve the thing. I'm like, but that's the thing. It's like also I read the Bible. Like, I don't think I don't. That's not my takeaway. What you learn from Adam and Eve is that Eve fucked up. Yeah, it's like Eve was told like don't eat that fruit. But that's like two like translations it. of translations yeah. through translations, right? Like that's right? how Cultural I learned context. it. Was yeah, like Eve fucked up, and she fucked us all over. We could have been happy instead of like Adam and Eve being fault. equals in yeah. terms of the fall. Yeah. yeah, of original sin. And then they teach every day in school, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So you tell me if you're <laughs> wrong. Hey, that's a pretty good point. Like because with the way that our medical situation is going on right now, mm-hmm. I'm kind of siding with Eve. I know, I would eat that apple. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, my sugar level's low, and I'm really running out of the... The logic of that is... Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't follow. Your logic but is not I know where I stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But either still, um, Buffy, Willow, love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one great scene we haven't talked about yet, when Cordelia decides to keep Vampire Willow trapped in the cage mm-hmm. to spill all her shit to her. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking about in the last episode how, like, Cordy's been kind of sidelined since Lover's Walk. Yeah. She stepped out of the gang. Mm-hmm. But this was the time where Cordy was like, no, let's talk about the ethics of boyfriend stealing. Yeah. And you can tell Vampire Willow's just not having but it. But that was, I love okay, because there's also a really great line there, too, where, because uh, Vampire Willow's trying to be Willow, and she's like, blah, 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 because I'm shy. And it's like, she's like, because of this, because <laughs> of that. And then Cordelia has, like, it's like a throwaway line, but it's, pretty significant she's like oh yeah the shy girl that all the boys like fall for like whatever like mm-hmm. go after and it's like i don't like i feel like that's a, a very important thing to like acknowledge too because again this is like i i i side with willow and it's like i very much kind of like see myself in willow or see willow in me or however that works because it is it's like this whole like that whole storyline with like willow and xander too it's like they i don't know it's like they were really good friends and like yeah this thing happened but like when I look at that, I never see that as Willow stealing Cordelia's boyfriend, which is, like, obviously how Cordelia sees it, which yeah. is, like, also kind of what happened. But it just seemed like a situation that happened. 
and it's unfortunate that it happened. But it was like, but a it's min- not like yeah. Willow was going out of her way to take Xander away from Cordelia. It was just a thing that happened. And it was like a situation, totally. and I feel like, like if it's, yeah, if it's anyone's fault, it's like Sanders' fault. But it's like, yeah, it's like so. It's like Willow. It's like Cordelia, um, and I guess like Willow. It wasn't malicious. That it's like no, it's like yeah, yeah. Willow is just like this innocent, like whatever. But it's like she's still a cute girl, and like mm-hmm. guys are interested in her. So it it is. It's like this whole weird thing where it's like Willow didn't go out of her way to do anything, but like yeah, yeah something happened. Mm-hmm. And just because Willow seems like this like non threatening like whatever Safety character, pick. like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because maybe part of the reason Cordelia is so crushed is it's, like, of the fallout of the Xander-Willow hookup, Willow and Oz stayed together. Yeah. So it was, like, their connection was strong enough I to see kind of get through that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Cordy realized... Cordy was so hurt that she realized, I don't care about Xander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the only reason that she really cared about him was because he is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. And they, like she said in this episode, they were put in all these sexy, dangerous situations. And that kind of gave her the like, okay, well, I should be... It was almost like a relationship out of like excited convenience. Mm-hmm. But uh, that might be also a part of it, too. It's not like Willow stole him intentionally for her, but her boyfriend was stolen out of her life. Yeah. And that and that Cordy's the one who gets impaled. Cordy's the one who loses her boyfriend and her old mean friends. Yeah. So Cordy's the and she's not hanging out with her new friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like Cordy's kind of the one who walks away completely with nothing. She's surviving through this. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, uh, I'm just realizing this now as we're talking about it. Xander was the first person that we've seen Cordelia court, not for societal ladder climbing reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's not playing the high school game with Xander. In fact, she's losing points yeah. according to the high school game. And so I think that was the first real relationship she had. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so that's a big deal. Yeah. And, then, and then she got totally betrayed by it. She totally got screwed over by it, which mm-hmm. really sucks. It really did. I love Cordelia. Yeah. <laughs> I love Team Cordelia. I don't, I don't know if Alex Shannon listens to our podcast. Um, he wants to come on. I know he did. And I remember I'm, I'm, uh, Alex Shannon, if you're listening, I love he you. He wants to fight you. I know. About Cordy. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to come on and bash Cordelia. And I was like, that's not the way you get on the Sunnydale stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like someone told me, like, oh, I want to come on and like talk about how hot Faith is. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> we all will. We all will. Uh, equal, equal parts. They're all beautiful, including Mayor Wilkins. Gorgeous. Gorgeous man. Sugar gorgeous daddy. man. Sugar daddy. Oh, I love that old part. Oh, my God. And I like that he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This isn't sex stuff. Yeah. I just want to be your father. There's something terrible <laughs> about Wilkins, and there's something I love about Wilkins. And that's one of the moments I love about Wilkins, where he, like, stands for these things that I also stand. <laughs> uh, that line evil. was, no, but it's literally the line was like, I'm a family man. Now. Let's kill your friends. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Immediate, like. Oh man, so good. No, no, no. I don't like these immoral actions. This isn't about sex, but we should. We're gonna kill God, your friends. So great. Mm-hmm. So great. And that is our bell. Unfortunately, we are almost out of time. We could talk about this episode for so long. We could. Uh, but before we head out of the library, we get to do an extra quick activity, which means we're gonna make something up on the spot, inspired by the episode. It could be anything: a car commercial, a jingle, other examples I've used in the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Miscellaneous other things. <laughs> other. Uh, so, Holland Farkas, what are we doing this week? Uh, I want to know more about, like, uh, Percy's outline for, like, either Roosevelt. Just, like, because it's, like, he went in, he did uh, he did an outline on Teddy and Theodore. Mm-hmm. He did a bibliography and everything. So, like, 
Like, is, is his outline good? Is it, like, thought out? Or is it just kind of this random, like, outline of just, like, random facts? Oh, great. Random, okay. Like, about facts. All right. Cool. Very Reports curious. on, uh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> wow. Uh, coffee is stale in the teacher's lounge today, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's as stale as my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, we're in therapy. Um, oh, well, that's good that you guys are getting help. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You guys will never believe what I found, by the way. But, but, uh. I'll believe anything in this, at this day and age. <laughs> Percy did not one, which is already amazing. Percy but, West? Yeah, Percy okay. West. Two outlines of the Roosevelts for oh, my class. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I heard I heard that uh, you know, Snyder was gonna pair him up with uh, Willow Rosenberg, who we all oh, know. Oh Rosenberg fixed yeah, fan that favorite, fan favorite set him straight. Top of my class. Yeah. Oh god. She's the best. Yeah. In fact, I get her to do some of my lessons. I know. I'm like when I read her stuff, I'm like, I can't believe that you let me teach this class. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of messed up that we basically just made her a teacher. Uh, yeah, that was, she was she not was paid. No, 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 that was a budget uh, abuse. We'll yeah, just, we've tricked her. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't come up. Yeah, old reliable, uh, I yeah, know. Yeah. Old reliable. But just for just for a little bit of fun, while I opened up our our Wednesday Hump Special, which is just a bottle of Maker's Mark that we. <laughs> Drinking our coffee mugs. What, do you guys want to read his outline? I would love to. Here, let mm. me slide that over there as Ooh, I point Teddy, you out. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt? Yep, yep. You're not going to believe what he wrote. Should I read it trying to sound like Percy? You should. Yeah, you should. Theodore Roosevelt was a great president. Most people don't necessarily know who he is because they just remember the more recent Roosevelt, but it turns out he did a lot of stuff. He was the president at the turn of the century. He was a president that really liked to engage in elephant hunting, which, you know, is pretty badass. And he actually wrote, you know. Wow. <laughs> is, it, is it in parentheses? Or no, no, no. He's Jack right Kerouac over it. here. He just blew right through it. President Roosevelt did a bunch of other stuff, but his main accomplishment and thing that he's memorized for is his, his, his eyeglasses and mustache. Oh my god, I can't even. I can't. Jeez. Do we want to switch I mean, to Franklin or do you want to keep reading this uh, one? I mean, it was it was supposed to be on FDR, so maybe <laughs> we should read the one that's actually about the president it was supposed to be about. You want to okay. take the reins on this one right here? Uh, sure, okay. <clears throat> I don't know uh, if I can do this as well, but... Uh, <clears throat> but would you guys like a little bit more makers? Not oh, yes, please. please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, it's check been a, plus. It has been, it has been a long day. <clears throat> uh... Turns out FDR doesn't stand for. Oh, is this an expletive? Did he really write the word? F- oh, God. Oh, Percy, this Percy. is a children's school. Let's just say effing dude rocks. <sighs> it actually stands for Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, Fact. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Percy. And uh, he cited that yeah. as if he had to look it up in a book. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, a dude was in a wheelchair. <laughs> dude, dude, dude was, was in, in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Is that the sequel uh, to Dude, Where's My Car? But uh, that, that didn't stop him from being one of the most banging presidents of all time. Wow. Damn. And it just, I mean, it just kind of goes on from there. I don't know how much more we want to go with this. Uh, uh, he and also, it. oh, this, this is great. This, this fact is incorrect. Uh, Says, uh, Toff sock- talked softly and carried a big stick. That's not even the right rose. No, no, no. And he did research on both of them. Well, he could have put it in the one that I had. Could have put it in the other one, but uh, it's just mixing up his Roosevelt facts here. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I le- you know what? At least he wrote something. That's true. That's true. That's true. 
I mean, you were able to pronounce all of those words. Yeah, that's a step up for Percy. Mm-hmm. Ed, it looks like there's a little bit more left. Do you want to read the concluding uh, paragraph? I think he, you should, you should take well, this Well, paragraph is a very uh, <laughs> uh, liberal term for the Venn diagram <laughs> of, 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 both <laughs> of both figures that he's discussing here. Uh, and in the middle is probably my favorite part. Both dudes. Oh. Both dudes. Both old dudes. Percy, you could have just... Whatever. Did he repeat it each time? Yeah, he repeated it each time. And then here's my favorite. Uh, both named after teddy bears. God. Darn. But God, my darn. God, he plays a good whatever that sport is he plays. Oh, he is so good at that sport that he plays. We gotta keep him in. Because Sunny Doe, without him, would not be as good at the sport that's that it. he plays. No. Those, no. those jumps? Those little leaps? Yep. Is that what he does? Prime. He's a leaper. Prime leaper. Mm. Yeah. Leaper, not a leper. That's my dad's mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got to go home and uh, grade some of these papers. I used to get Willow to do it, but the last time I talked to her, she, uh, she nearly bit me. Ooh. Nearly bit me with her teeth. Wow. Maybe uh, Rosenberg finally going to snap. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, we all have money on it, so we'll see what happens. My bet's on Tuesday. I'm mine is still on Wednesday. I'm more of a I'm a, I'm a maker's hump day, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna put a bet on it because I'm done betting. I had some gambling addiction. That's what broke oh, up your marriage. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us of our discussion of Doppelgangland and all the social societal issues that follow and suit. Uh, this has been great. I love this episode. It's I love great. this episode. It's also love yeah. That. It's just it's oh, I'm not, not in that character anymore. <laughs> <laughs> More makers, please. Just <laughs> kidding. That was improv. We actually don't have makers here, and we're not teachers, no. and we weren't in the location that we set in the heart initiation. And I still don't do cocaine. <laughs> Very important to know. We really want to push that aspect. Uh, Holland, where can they find you? Uh, my name is Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Facebook Holland Farkas, Instagram is Farkland. I'm doing, I, don't know, I recently started working for Loot Crate and their production team. Um, so, th- I mean, that's exciting. I feel like stuff's going to be coming out of there. Um, I'll probably be doing more on camera stuff, behind the scenes stuff, all that fun stuff. Keep tuned. I'll keep you posted. Nice. Yes, I nodded. Which- that was a good nod. How about you, Chris? Hello, I'm Chris Bramante. You can find me as Amontioc on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, You can also find me performing with musical improv group Robot Teammate in the Accidental Party every Friday at 6 p.m. on the Geek and Sundry Twitch stream. Uh, And sometimes we play live in L.A. We haven't been doing that as much lately, but if we are, we're usually at the clubhouse. Uh, And then um, Omar and I are part of Hamilton's L.A., which hopefully we'll be able to convince Holland to get involved in now that she's listened to Hamilton. <laughs> uh, there are Hamilton sing-alongs that take place all over the country, and if you want to get involved, look it up online, and if your city doesn't have one, let us know so we can start one. Yeah, and I'm Omar. You can also find me at Hamilton's Events. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Omar Najam, and I, too, have an improv team, Swimming Lessons. We perform at the clubhouse every second and fourth Friday, so please come check us out if you'd like to hang out. No pressure, but it's a really, really fun show. Uh, we, oh, I'm trying to think of the timing of this. I should have pitched it in the last one. We did a Halloween show. We did a Halloween show. It was our last show. Mm. So lots of fun little theme things like that. 
Uh, yeah. And other than that, you can always, always find anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast. Again, it's at SSG Podcast or Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook and Instagram. We might, in uh, this might be a little preeminent, but we're, we're trying to get some things going for October. So we'll keep you guys abreast Kamikaze. on Kamikaze. Yeah, we'll there be might be at some, it. We'll be at Kamikaze for sure. There might be some other things that are going on. So mm-hmm. we'll see and, and let you know when as the ink dries. Uh, which actually doesn't make sense because we're using computers. So, do you, maybe computers just use ink, like word processing? It's just the ink appears on it. Yeah. I right? mean, how else do those letters appear? I don't know. Uh, ink pixels. has to be pixels. right. Pixel it's a, ink. The typewriter in <laughs> the computer itself is putting little on the in on the screen. The computer. <laughs> in the computer. So yeah, from this point on, we are getting into heavy, heavy. Season three territory. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff is going to happen. It's going to be really, really exciting. And just to just to wet everyone's whistle a little bit, just to dip your whistle into a little bit of liquid here, we are going to have a very exciting conclusion celebration for season three. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, but uh, the we <laughs> we have some we have some good guests planned. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be. And another person just uh, came up to me and said that they could do it now because they walked of, up to you on the street. Yeah, no, uh, at a thing, and they were like, "Oh, the thing that I was working on is now concluded, so now I can do your thing." Great. This is going to be. We are really going to. We are really going to dig in. Season three is beautiful. It's amazing, and also we're kind of building up to Halloween, which all three of us are very passionate yes. about. Yes. So already planning our workout routines for our costumes. So. Oh yeah, you and Neil were talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking are we going to work out Rebecca Louise, baby, Rebecca Louise. <laughs> So the main, the TLDR of this is we are going to go ham on season three going forward. So please check out the episodes, come up with fan art, everything. We are going to be in it. We are going to celebrate Buffy. It is going to be extraordinary. Guys, thank you for joining us for everything up until now. We love it. We love talking about Buffy and it is going to be so much fun in the next few sessions. So until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. See you then. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys! Uh, note to yourself: glass mugs. Think them. Think them over before you buy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized how little facts I remembered about either Roosevelt. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, you remembered how? You like remember- he was in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> You done good. World War Two. You done good. I I remembered more about Teddy than FDR. FDR is not as exciting. Teddy is very. I remember a lot about Eleanor Roosevelt. I don't know why I didn't bring her up. Eleanor is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eleanor kicked butts. Mm -hmm. Several butts. Eleanor G. I think you're swell. That's a song. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Is it on iTunes? Eleanor G. I think you're swell. I'm sure it's everywhere.